0: quit a job ever redefine yourself within one or started something in one big failed quit is a call-in show hopefully helping people sort out their lives reevaluate their options kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb and start something awesome i'm dan benjamin it's time to quit so you guys like the everyone likes the intro
1: love the intro good music so good
0: intro everything else happy everyone's happy so I don't know, you know, this is a—it's a weird thing. It's a weird show the way this thing started out because I started out and I and I thought, you know, who knows? I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah, We're just going to talk about this kind of stuff. And uh, so, by the way, I've got it in here sitting, and we got a we got a almost a full house.
1: Almost, I know.
0: Probably you know a couple more people. That uh, the woman that you're hearing is Hattie Cook. She's uh, <laughs> my uh, producer here at Five by Five. I've also got another guest hanging out today. You know, you know him as Antoine on Twitter. But his real name is Anthony. You got to do that last name. Armandaris. Armandaris. What a cool name. <laughs> Classy guy. He's here in Austin. He quit something. We'll talk about that too. They're supposed to be sponsors on this show, but I'm not doing them. But I'm not doing them. I'm not doing them.
1: Not going to do it.
0: All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this. Last time I talked about uh, just quitting things in general, all the times that I've screwed up. All the times I, That's what last episode was really about. Mm-hmm. All the ways that I screwed up. And I, I got kind of angry. And uh, people like that. They seem to like that. Like getting angry. Uh, but I'm going to try not to get too angry this time. But you know what, what occurs to me? And i got a full house in the chat room today.
1: Yeah, let me, let me uh, check this out.
0: So listen. Mm-hmm. When I, one of the things I said at the end of last episode, last show. I've had enough businesses fail. I've had enough businesses screw up. That, uh, that I, I've been able to figure out some things you can do wrong to screw up a business. I'll, I'll tell you about what those are. The first thing that you can do is not completely devote yourself to something. This works for your job. This works for your business. This works for whatever. Okay. So here's the thing. If you go into something and you have anything less than 100% commitment to it, you, it will fail. And here's what I mean by fail. Let me, get, let me, let me, let me be clear about this, Anthony. I'm going to call you Man Antoine. It's easier. It's fine. Thank is you. that cool? That's cool. Because that's, that's, like, that's how I know you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Manituan. <management>. All right. <laughs>
0: If you don't commit to, to something 100%, 100%, you, you won't fail. And here's what I mean by fail, okay? When I say fail, I mean you will, you will not succeed to the maximum level that you can succeed. Well, that sounds like an incredibly pretentious, uh, stupid, obvious thing to say. But this is what I hear, and I hear this time and time again. I, and I've talked to people about this. This is the advice that I've given. I, I mean, I get this. People say, well, I can't. I've got, I've got a full-time job. I've got bills to pay. I'm a corporate stooge. They admit it. But I really have an idea for this other this website. Let's say it's a website. Now, you know what? Let's be more modern. Let's say it's an iOS app. I have an idea for an iOS app, okay? And I'm going to go, I'm going to build this thing. I know how to build it. I taught myself I taught myself iOS development. Maybe you're a full-time iOS developer anyway. I don't, I don't know what you do. But you have this idea and you say, you know what? I'm going to go build this thing. And so when do you do it? Maybe you're going to teach to yourself. Maybe you're going to teach yourself. Maybe you're a a Java developer and you think, oh, I'm going to to learn Objective-C. It can't be that hard. So you learn Objective-C, you buy a book, and you figure it out. You do it. You go out there, you do it. Great. Then you're sitting there and, and you start coding this app. Maybe you code it. Maybe it's a great app. And then what's going to happen to you? You're going to be terrified to release this thing because you realize if it does horribly, you've wasted all this time and you're a failure. And if it does well, you're going to have to support it. But it, will it do well enough for you to quit your job? No, it's not going to. Because the apps that make a million bucks are one in a hundred thousand, one in a million maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the numbers are. Well, and
1: they're usually developed by you know big companies instead of a singular company. Yeah, you person. hear about those
0: success stories from a long time ago and you think to yourself, you know what, That that's going to be me. But it's guess what? It's not going to be you. It's not going to be you. You're not going to be the person that that develops that next app. I'm sorry. That's the reality. Yeah, the
1: next Twitter. No, listen, there's somebody,
0: we have, a, we have a, several million listeners, right? Right here to the show. Mm-hmm. There's, I'd say 10, 20 million people listening to my voice right now. Easy. Maybe 100 million. But here's the reality. It, you, the one listening to this right now, who thinks you have the idea for the next big app, it's probably not going to be you. That doesn't mean you won't be able to make a living from your app. But you're not going to make Angry Birds. Right. And there's, right. there's that guy right now. Maybe it's a girl. I'll say it's a guy. Let's be, let's be honest. Uh, right now, there's a guy saying, no, 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 no. Our app's different. Oh, we're first to market. Oh, we have an idea no one else has had. Well, maybe that's true. But how are you going to approach this thing? You're going you're gonna to quit your job. You're going to say, you know what? I, I, know, I believe so much in my app. I believe so much in my app that I can, qu- I can quit my job and go and do this. And if it doesn't work, I'll just find another job. That's stupid. Don't do that. You need to Unless that you money. have the means no, to... Uh, no, even, even if you have the means, you're going to blow your money on this. It's and true. who has the it's means? True. Who's listening to this show that has the means? Nobody. It's true. Nobody's listening. To... If they're out there, if they're super successful already, if, they, if you have 10 million <laughs> bucks in the bank, you're not listening to this show. <laughs> so don't do that. Oh, by the way, if you want to call up...
1: Yeah, people are asking yeah, what and is you know the best what's time, time to call. This,
0: right now. Right now. Is the time. Yeah, right now is the time to call. And here's the, here's the thing. I want, Hattie, just I want, you to, yes. I want you to pay attention to chat room. And if anything good, because there.
1: Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to pay attention. Here's the number The, to one, the one time my job is to pay attention to the chat room.
0: 512 518 5714 is the number to dial if you want to talk.
1: Read it one more time.
0: 512 518 5714. You're like my station manager now. So here's, here's the situation. What do you do? You're stuck. You're stuck because you can't quit your job because if you quit your job, you won't be able to pay your bills. But if you don't devote yourself fully to, to making this app, it's going to fail. And this is what happens. And maybe an app, maybe an app is the one exception to this, Anthony. Maybe an app is the one thing that you can do that you don't need to support the same way. But most of the people that are listening to this show, I would think they're thinking about apps or thinking about web applications. They're thinking about building something or just quitting their job. I mean, I've, I've listened to all these voicemails. Everybody calls and leaves these voicemails. And is, some of these things are weird. Some of these things are really weird. But the, the first thing I want to talk about, and we'll get to these weird situations you guys have, that this is the thing. People all think that their idea is the greatest idea. You know how many great ideas I've had? I've had a 1,000 great ideas. And I tried half of them. And all but one has pretty much failed. And maybe that's because I sucked. I'll accept that. Or maybe I'm actually pretty good and I have a better than average success rate. I don't know. But, yeah, you just have high expectations for yourself. You know, once in a while you find, oh, Jeff Veen shows up. And everything this man, this man is amazing, Jeff Vien. But there's only one Jeff Vien, you know what I'm saying? There's only one guy who can do what he does over and over and over again. We can't all be Jeff Vien. we I try, believe me. Try to be Jeff Vien every morning.
1: Wish I could be Jeff Veen.
0: The thing is, the chances that your idea will succeed are pretty low. But there's a lot that you can do that will help it be successful. Help your chances. So here's what you've got to pay attention to is if you're in a full-time job right now and you decide you're going to start something, you're going to try and pursue it, simply know this, what you're trying to do is impossible because if you, if you want to devote yourself fully, you have to devote yourself fully. I mean, let me retract that. You have to devote yourself fully to something for it to be truly successful and success is the opposite of failure. Failure we defined as uh, not reaching the maximum potential that you can have. So in order for you to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve, I believe, and this is my opinion and my experience, you have to devote yourself to it fully. You don't find people who are doing 10, 15 different things or have 18 different businesses or have a job and a part-time job and they're all, eventually you have to make that choice. And that doesn't mean you can't start something, but you have to be prepared to see it through. My biggest problem, my biggest problem was always fear of success. That sounds stupid. But the idea that if I had – oh, well, if I had started this thing, well, then I've got to support it. Then I've got to hire a team of people who are going to help me out. And and what if this happens? And what if this happens? What if this happens? Instead of just saying, you know what? If it's to that point of success, then that means I'm going to be making money. And that means I'll be able to spend that money to hire somebody to help out with that. Like – My mind never thought that way. It was always like me or me and one other person. I never had the ability to take a step back and say, you know what I need? I need other people to do this. And it wasn't a control thing. It's just that I didn't register in my mind that that was possible. It didn't even I didn't even think like. And of course, people who have been doing business. They're like, this is this is the kind of infrastructure you need. Of course, you need that.
1: Well, also, I mean, if it failed, you would take those people with down with you. If were you ever scared of that?
2: That's their problem.
1: You know what I mean?
2: I think another thing is just reaching outside of your, your wheelhouse. Like for me, working in client services for 15 years, then thinking you know, the concept of having a product company or having a product that's a completely different business model and something that I, that's alien almost to think of what would happen if this turned into a business. How how would I do that day to day? Right, cause the, and mm-hmm. a lot
0: of people start out by doing something for fun, like Dan Cederholm and I when we built Corked. Mm-hmm. That was a fun project. Exactly what you're saying, Anthony. That was going to be a fun project. That was going to be something that I do. That's going to be fun. And it very, very quickly became a business. It it cost a lot of money to run that thing. It cost us a lot of time. He was spending a lot of time designing. I was spending a lot of time writing code for that. And that thing, that thing kicked our ass. Then kicked our ass. And we didn't know what to do with it. Now look at what he's done with Dribbble. He learned his lesson. Tell you what, Dribbble's amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I learned my lesson too. That remains to be seen. But the point is, we were not prepared for that to go from what we thought maybe, maybe we'd get 500 users to 40,000 logins. That was in, in, a, in a month. That was crazy. But we didn't know what to do. So we were unprepared, and that fear of success I had was warranted. And you know, look what happened there. So my, I, and again, let me put this theory out there one more time. My theory and my belief is that you cannot have a side business and a full-time job and do have either one of those be successful. One of them or both of them, usually both of them, usually both of them yeah. will suffer. They will su- and they will suffer bad. And the combination of both will burn you out completely. Oh, forget about it. You think, Oh, work uh, life balance. No, there's no work life. You're lucky to have a work life balance with a full-time job let alone trying to run a side business. So then what's going to happen? You're going to be sitting at home. You're going to be there at night. You're going to be learning all this stuff. You're going to be writing stuff. And all of a sudden, you're like, you're sucking at your main job. Then you're going to get fired from that. The point is this. Go into it with your eyes open. You know they're going to suffer. They're going to suffer. That's fine. You say, fine, they're going to suffer. I know. But I'm going to pick the one that does the best. And you need to also be able to have the strength and the willpower to say, you know, that thing that I tried to do, that failed. That thing failed, and so what? All right, we get a bunch of calls here.
1: We have uh, Virginia. She's sitting. She's squatting in an empty conference room oh, at her corporate stooge job yeah, she's just got to corporate. call in.
0: Which one is she? What area code is she in?
1: Uh, Virginia, what is your area code? she
0: 206? We got a one two 512 say, I'm just going to go with this first one who's been on hold longest. All right, area code two oh what does someone do what are, what are they doing at the door I don't know. Someone's scratching at the door out there.
1: <laughs> they want to get in.
0: All right. Uh, who we got to Code two oh six. Who's this? Two oh
3: six.
0: Is that you, Virginia?
3: This is Virginia. That's Hi fine.
0: Dan. Hi, how are you? You've been you've been emailing, you've been calling. Do we do we wanna say who you are? <laughs> do we wanna to... Or
1: just stay with Virginia?
3: You can stay with Virginia right. if you want. I'm sorry. Please don't start a restraining order against me. I know I like contacted you in triplicate. I'm just excited to call into the show because I really want to quit.
0: Well, okay. So tell me your story. I've got some, I've got emails from you here, and I also have some other uh, some notes and things like that. And I've got a voicemail. Do you want me to play the voicemail back to you, or do you are you familiar with your own situation?
3: <laughs> I, I'm familiar with my own work. Thank you. Okay. So what's, <laughs> no, I, what's your story? Uh, I, well, I'm I'm out in Seattle working. Not even that good of a corporate suit job. I'm a contractor, and I don't think I'm going anywhere that won't be contracting. Um, and I don't love it. I've got this great little side business that's weird but fun, and it's doing like a very personal type of consulting, um, and I love it. But I think part of why I love it is because my client pool is self-selecting amongst a really cool pool of like referrals from. And I'm scared that if I quit my studenthood and I take on this job full time, not only will my clients not be as cool a group of people and I won't love it as much, but I will not be able to hack doing this whole business full time. We want to have kids and I'm scared about like whether I'll even have time for a business if we have babies and whether I'll be able to support you know, the having of children that eventually need raising with things that you buy them. And I just don't know. I'm freaked out about all of that and I'm curious to know how you feel like parenthood has rolled in with you being a solopreneur who who grew
0: this thing wow okay well first of all virginia you should be terrified uh about quitting (laughs) this thing if you want to do kids i'm absolutely serious first of all and and i said this last time i'll say probably wind up saying this every time is that you're fooling yourself if you think that you have job security unless you're the one that's in charge so let's just get that out of the way Right. We talk. Right. About
3: right. I don't feel secure here at all. Like, yeah. my contracts are limited. I don't even have benefits. Like, I have benefits through my husband's job, but I don't consider that secure either because he's a video game designer and those studios close like every day. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. And you want to have yeah. kids. When, how soon do you want to have kids?
3: Um, I might be pregnant. Like, we wanted our kids yesterday. Uh, you know, we're not getting any younger.
0: Yeah. And so, if, how, you want to be a stay at home? You want to stay at home with the kid? Your husband gonna stay at home with the kid? What's the plan?
3: I, you know, when we first got together, we both wanted me to stay home with the kids. And then we started looking into buying a house in Seattle. And as soon as we crunched the numbers, we were like, okay, new plan. We'll both keep working forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, not a cheap city. This is not Texas, but I think I could swing <laughs> part-time stay at home.
0: Okay. I mean, if you, here's, here's something that obviously if if you're running your own, you're, and I'm guessing you said you're in like crouching in a stairwell underneath a blanket or something.
3: (laughs) I actually found a fairly comfortable, um, conference room. There's even a phone here, but I was afraid to use it and call you long distance and, you know, get fired from the job, that I'm clearly desperate to quit. So I'm calling you on my (laughs) phone.
0: So you've got, you've got on the one hand, it's a tough situation. On the other hand, this is something I hear about a lot from people and it's, it's tough because you know, your fear, I think your fear is well founded. I think that, you know, with your goals as uh, you working part time and having a kid, I mean, just having a kid is 10, 15 grand. Easy. Easy. If everything's. Yeah, and
3: if it's, you're, and ideally, it's a couple kids. Ideally, it's
0: two. At one time?
3: Yeah, well, no. Not ideally, but it's like whatever comes out, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: So if you're going to have a kid, it's going to cost a lot of money. So if you get benefits through him, yeah. that's good. The other thing is yeah. having the flexibility. See if you if you start your business now, if you take the risk now, and you, you time box it right, you say, let's let's do this for six months. I'm going to start, and this is how I started my first consulting business out. I I, uh, I had uh, talk, talked last time about that awful job. I almost said the name, I almost said the name of the company. That job where I was sitting in there with the dude, and he was going to he was going to fire me. and <laughs> I knew right. he was going to fire me, and I quit like a moron. And Hi. it didn't get my severance or anything. A jerk. <laughs> And, and I, and I was, so I'm sitting in there with him and I, and I walk out of there and I couldn't find a job. And so I set this plan. I didn't have much of a choice. It wasn't like in that situation, I wasn't making a choice to quit. I made a choice later. I made a choice to quit later. Like Anthony here, he'll tell his story in a second. So I made a choice another multiple other times to quit, but this time I kind of had to. So I wound up in this situation where, okay, what am I going to do? So I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to give myself a time limit. And in a month, if I don't have this, I'll go back to work. In two months, if I don't have this, I'll go. So even if I was successful for a month, Virginia, that was not enough. I had to be successful for two months. Then I had to be successful for three. Right. Then I had to be successful in six. So I, I had this plan. And, and you know, I, I eventually got to the point like now where I'm unemployable. Nobody should ever hire me for anything because I can't. I couldn't work for somebody else. I could work with somebody else, but I could never be a student right. again. Like you can't go back
2: you'd be surprised though, you know, I mean, I know it's not the same for everyone, but I found pretty quickly that if I just manage my time correctly, I can make relatively the same amount of money as I did with my job. If I work four hours a day, yeah. I have more time with my wife, more time with the family and and kind of just, you know, try to take it day by day to see what
0: happens. See, and that's exactly what I think she should do. Because if you if Virginia, if you do this right now, Virginia in Seattle, if you quit your job now, you come up with a plan and you say, Plan A is I'm going to quit and in X amount of time, I'm going to be making X Y amount of money. And I, let's make it, let's just make believe that you need to, your, your goal is, to. I'm making this up. You want to make 5K a month. That's your reasonable goal to start out with. You're going to make 5K a month. How long do you think it's That's reasonable? Not right. <laughs> so how long is it reasonable for you to make that 5K a month? You're going to make it the first month? No, you're probably not going to. Will you make 2,500? Make sure you make it. If after the first month you haven't made 2,500 bucks, go back, hit the bricks, as they say, and go back and find another job. In two months, you better be making 3,500 bucks. And in three months, you need to be making five grand a month. And that's your schedule. And if you're not doing that by three months, then go, go back and get another job. It doesn't sound like you like the job that you're, I'm not going to, you know, technically like legally, I can't advise you, blah, blah, blah. Sure,
3: <laughs> but this sure. is what I would do. Technically, legally, you don't know where I'm working either, right? No,
0: <laughs> but you're, you're at some contract job. I would have no idea what company that could be. And you quit that job. Could you get another job? Do you think, do you have enough confidence in yourself that if after three months you can't make five grand a month, you can't book five grand a month that you could get another job?
3: I absolutely could. I think my, my wavering is that I've finally realized that I never want to have to, like, I want to do this thing on my own. And it's a little bit different than, you know, an app or a website because it is sort of sustaining in that there are always people who want the kind of consulting I provide. Uh I just, uh, I guess the, the practical component, as you say, that that I lack is figuring out not just that budget, but like in order to grow to get to those kinds of numbers, I'm going to need to dump money in advertising for pretty much the first time in the life of my business because it's always been referral based. And you know, I think I'm going to need to like save up some and set aside a chunk and be like, "This is my advertising budget for month one." You know, those are those are the little details that I think I need to map out. But I mean, really. You're telling me exactly what I want to hear. I just haven't been doing it for so long. And I'm kind of pissed off at myself for that.
0: Well, don't be. I mean, channel that into something else. And you're definitely going to spend money to get this thing off the ground. I mean, you'll, you'll definitely have to spend totally. money. It might not be as much as you think. And there might be other ways to do it. But you'll, you'll definitely spend. You'll lose money in this. I mean, you'll lose money. Yeah. But the goal is that you'll get it back. And the other goal is that if you're running your own business... And you're making enough money. I mean, first of all, you'll probably work harder than, than you, you think you'll work. But the other thing is that you'll have the ability to control how much time you spend. And you might be able to say to yourself, well, I, can't make, I can make five grand a month if I work like Anthony's saying four or five hours a day. And mm-hmm. you, or maybe it's eight hours a day, but you can control those eight hours. The tough right. thing is when you do decide to have this kid, it's really going to throw a monkey wrench in your schedule.
3: I'm you just, terrified. Just but, know you that. Know, just it's, know it's, that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But at least you, you could survive, give
3: buddy,
0: but you could give your yourself the up, yes. You could give yourself the uh, opportunity okay. to uh to 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 create that kind of time frame for yourself though. Yeah. And you know, okay, if I yeah. if I only work 4 hours a day, guess what? I'm only going to make 3500 bucks a month, but I'm at home and I'm where my kid is and uh and and you know what? Your kid's not going to be at home forever. We'll save $2,000 mm-hmm. a month on childcare. Exactly. Your kid, your kid. And gas and, and driving and, right. and, and stress. Yeah. Yeah. And your kid might be at home for, yeah. for a year. Your kid might be at home for two years, maybe more, maybe less. But you're going to be able to make that decision. And, when you, when you, and see, right now, you think you're going to like doing this business. I think you will, based on the 30, 40 emails and voicemails you've left. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll like it. I think you're inspired. I think you're the kind of person that wants to do this, Virginia and Seattle. But you don't know until you try it. But if you do all, if you wait, and, and if you wait and you don't do this now, and you have that kid first, you're going to wonder the rest of your life. Now I'm going to send a
3: link to this show <laughs> and make him listen so that he, he can is, is even he can more on board.
0: You <laughs> can call me next week. All right, listen, Virginia, I hope I've helped you out. i got to go.
3: You have. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All right, you good luck.
0: Let, exactly. me, let us know what you do. Call back yeah. after you do it. I will. Right.
1: Bye, well. Bye, Virginia.
0: Bye, Virginia.
3: Bye.
0: I don't know what I would do. I think I. I mean, I think she's got to do it. I think she's got to take advantage of that. Yeah. Man, the calls are lining up. Somebody, oh, somebody's, know. somebody's been on, been on hold here for seventeen minutes uh, in Austin.
1: Oh, right here
0: in town. All right, Austin, what are you doing? Hey guys, this is Park. Hey Park, Sil- Park, you're here. Are Park. you here? I am here. Yes. Park Silk. Where Where was that? You were shooting that thing. What's going on I don't, out there? We, I don't know. There's we've got people moving <laughs> that, furniture around. In the- <laughs> What's going on I, with yeah, was guys?
4: It, it was kind of our second Thanksgiving with my family and my nephews and people were in the background. It was out outside of Elgin, about thirty miles outside of town.
0: Elgin Air Force Base.
4: <laughs> Elgin sausage too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here's here's what it, this so. guy
0: did. In case you don't in case you don't know, uh, Hattie and I have this morning show called The Frequency, and uh, we said, you know, if you if you take a valued mug, you take your favorite mug out. And oh, you yeah. des- You destroy it in some fancy way. That we'll send you a replacement mug. It'll be one from the show. And he shot his up. He took his and shot it up. With that a was handgun. awesome. Oh, I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Right? Where were you? That was so beautiful. He was just saying
4: outside
0: Elgin.
1: Oh, it's
4: gorgeous. Well, I think it's an old like um, strip mining type place where they were. I don't know. It's not like a quarry. I don't know. They were searching for something, and it's, I guess I don't think it's abandoned, but just nobody was there. It was a Saturday, so.
0: Oh, well, what's your problem? You're like a, you're like a well-adjusted guy. What are you trying to quit for? What's your deal? <laughs>
4: Well, if you remember in the the video, I shot my law school mug. So I went to, I worked in a call center for a hotel company for about three years, went to law school, and then for about the past two and a half years, I've been a criminal defense lawyer. And I I like it. But for the past two years or so, I've really been wanting to get into, you know, web development, app development. You know, the iPhone kind of spurred my interest that that I already had in that area. So last spring, I applied for a dev boot camp out in San Francisco. Nice know about that program? Or? Yeah, sure. Tell the
0: people about that in okay. case they don't know about
4: this. Well, it started by, I guess I didn't know much about him before, but a guy named Sharif Bichet, um, last spring was their first session. They take a group of about 60 people from all different kinds of, you know, jobs that you don't have to have any coding experience beforehand. Um, and then it's a, it turns Listen out to how well spoken mine- this guy is. Oh, I
0: know, I know. A,
4: are you a litigator? I can tell you're a litigator, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> no, I was criminal defense. So I did have a courtroom stuff. I never had any trials, but yeah, we had hearings in front of judges. So I've done that a few times.
0: All right. So, so you go out to dev bootcamp in nine weeks, you become, basically you become a web developer and I think they teach you rails or whatever.
4: It is based on rails. Yeah. I mean, I know they had a couple of people from the last group that went to uh, a Python shop. I don't know (sighs) what the company was, but it's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So, and my kind of question is there is a chance, I guess I've got a wife, we've got two young kids, four and two, um, they're going to stay here. I'll go out and I will participate in their. They have an interview session with a bunch of companies at the end, and I guess we're open to moving out there. But I think the most likely scenario is me coming back to Austin. You know, and you graduate as they call it a junior web developer based on you know yeah Rails. Um, but do you as a you know another Ruby developer do you know anything about the I guess the job market here for Rails developers? Or, like those people that went on to work at a Python company, how easy, I guess, it is or difficult to switch over to a different programming language after having learned, you know, being a beginner at one like Ruby.
0: Okay, so there's a whole bunch of questions in here. i gotta, I got to <laughs> tease this whole thing apart. But first of all, w- what's wrong with being a lawyer?
4: Uh, nothing I mean, really besides wrong the fact that, I
0: mean... that, that you're inherently evil, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody
4: says, yeah. That's well, true. You I'm not, I mean, it's but...
0: absolutely true. You walk around with my a handgun shooting mugs. So. Think about yeah. it.
4: <laughs> That's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing. I mean, I like it, but I just don't have, I mean, even as, as a, while I was being a lawyer, all my free time and all of my side interests were always in, you know, I listened to a ton of your podcasts. I, you know, follow all the news of, you know, related to Apple and as much development stuff as I can comprehend. And even looked at taking some side classes like online and different ones here at like ACC and local community college. But my passion just really isn't in the law field. I don't think. I mean, it's it's just kind of was it was a day job and I did it and I liked it, but it's not something I'm really passionate about. And doing the switching over to the web development thing, I think, is going to be much much more akin to what I'm already interested in.
0: Okay, so, so you've you've convinced yourself what uh, you're you're going to do this. You're going to try this thing. But you're a lawyer. Are you? A, were you? Are you or were you at like a law firm?
4: No, I was. That's another thing. I was solo for about the two and a half years. That okay, I was doing so you, practice, you're already so.
0: an entrepreneur, dude. You're already doing this stuff. I mean, <laughs> you can write your own contract. You can write your own contract. You do everything yourself. So the what the worst <laughs> yeah, case scenario <laughs> is that you go and you try this new thing and it and it and it fails, and then you just go back to being a a lawyer again. I mean, it's they don't disbar
4: yeah. you if you do that, do they? No, no, no. I just have to keep paying my. They just want my money every year. <laughs> How expensive <laughs> so, is that? But I've always wondered that. Is that uh, not. Two, between 250 and 300 for state dues every year. Bucks. So and you have to take, yeah, yeah.
0: Not like grand, like not, not 200 much. grand. It's either. like one hour. No,
4: no, hour. No, 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 $500. Yeah.
0: All right. that's no sweat. Okay. So here, are you, so it sounds like on the one hand you're asking me if you should go do this dev bootcamp. And this is a great question. I get this kind of thing from people a lot who want, they want to get into iOS development. They want to get into, you know, web development. They want to learn Ruby or God forbid Python. Oh, that is <laughs> language. Spacing should not be important. I'm sorry, it shouldn't. If it should not matter, you should be able to indent however you want. It's crazy, insanity.
2: I don't know what you guys are talking about. I quit development. Seriously, design.
0: that's probably because you had to deal with Python. So listen, Park. The one thing you're asking is with this uh, with this dev bootcamp. Should you do it? Right? Or did you do it?
4: I, I've done it. I mean, You've I've done it. I've, what I've, are you going to go back? Months ago. Yeah. What's
0: that? You're going to go back and you're going to go through this thing where they, you come out of it, you come out of it and then you get what you go through an interview process. And then someone hires you.
4: They ha- they call it speed dating for jobs. They have like 50 companies in about ah. five hours and you sit with them and then they call you for an interview later. But right. what I want to do and what everybody I've, read about says is that you want to, after this, you're a junior developer. I don't think you're ready to go off and, you know, become an entrepreneur again on your own program because you want to continue learning. And so what I will be looking for is actually to work for a company that, you know, I like, but where I'm working with other senior developers and can continue learning as opposed to going off and starting, you know, my own own thing. So I kind of want to become a corporate (laughs) stooge after being self-employed for a couple of years
0: to get your chops down. I mean, it sounds like you've got a plan. And what you have that almost nobody else has is a really easy fallback plan.
1: That's what I meant by, you know, someone having the means. They're prepared. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. In case something does happen, they're not completely, they didn't completely jump ship.
0: And I mean, obviously, Park's a millionaire because he's a lawyer. So he has got a pretty (laughs) big financial (laughs) cushion. He's got a pretty big financial cushion because think about it. He's doing all this stuff. He's got kids. He already quit his thing. He's already flying Park. around in San Francisco, staying Park's at the Park's ahead of you guys, staying at the W. You know, <laughs> drinking the expensive gin. I mean, I know, I know how the lawyers work. They're just sharks. That in would suits. be nice. They're yeah. just sharks. <laughs> in but Park, I mean, it sounds like you've got a plan. What do you want to know? Uh, what do you want to know?
4: Well, from you, kind of, do you know anything about the Austin scene as far as finding jobs? here? will tell you, as I'll tell you. I know.
0: I know a little bit about it, and I think it's pretty good. But uh, Mantuan. He's the one to ask. What do you think?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I moved here a year ago. My wife and I made the decision to move here just based on the quality of life we wanted. To be quite honest, I was scared to death. Yeah. Uh, to I didn't know if my wife would have mobile design-related jobs here. I, w- I felt secure because I was running my own business, but right. I was very surprised after I settled in here to see how much tech and startup, corporate, you know, mobile design agencies here. There's a pretty big, there's a lot of options here. It yeah. depends on if you want to be in a startup community or the on the on the client service side, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities, and to me, and the way that I see it these days is that, you know, if you're going to go work for you know a company, and make it something that you know someone that's doing something that you really believe in. It regardless of where they are, I don't think necessarily being in the Bay Area make, is, is going to make you successful. There's plenty that's of successful point. people doing things mm-hmm. in their basements in Tennessee.
0: I think you're going to be able, that's a great point. And I think, I think you're going to be able to come back from this thing. You're going to know rails, you're going to know whatever, and you're going to be able to find a job. And I think there's plenty of companies who, if you were to go in there and say, listen, I, I went to this dev bootcamp thing. I really want to do this. I've been, look, I've been a successful attorney. I can do stuff, you know, but this is mm-hmm. where my passion is. It, to me, that would impress the hell out of me. If somebody said yeah, I was, I was an attorney yeah. and I actually, well, I'm, I'm not disbarred or anything. I'm like a practicing <laughs> attorney. And I, and that's not what my passion is. And I'm following my passion and I, I stop doing that and I'm doing this like that would impress me a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, of course I'll hire you because you're not going <laughs> to screw up and I'm going yeah, to pay you well. I'm
4: be able to pay you less.
0: I'm going to be able to pay you less because you're entry level, but I'm yeah. going to get somebody who's already a professional for years and has tons of education. <laughs> Dude, you've got it made. Yeah. My audience right now is sitting here thinking, well, you know, of course you should do this. Mm-hmm. Go do it, man.
4: Sounds good. Yeah, basically already done it. So, well, do you guys know what the, uh, like, is it a two to one as far as what it costs to live in San Francisco? Because that's another thing my whole family is considering how much more expensive it is there. If I get an offer for a job that, you know, I really, really like out there. Do you guys have any idea about
0: uh, how that Actually, out? I have, I, I don't have an idea. I have some exact numbers for you. <laughs> if you are interested in, in you were,
1: knowing. You were looking exactly. at living up there weren't you a
0: salary of seventy six thousand six hundred and sixty dollars in austin uh should increase to one hundred and forty nine thousand four hundred and sixteen in san francisco california this is mainly due to the cost of living uh, but specifically housing okay Mm um housing is is the biggest thing san francisco is 95 percent more expensive than Austin, and it's all about housing. Housing in San Francisco is two hundred and forty-five percent more wow. than insane. it is here. But yeah. I know, just like
2: any other city. When I, my wife and I first moved to New York, I moved to New York for the same reason—to to master a skill in a certain area. But we made smart choices about where in New York we lived. Mm-hmm. We didn't live in Manhattan. We lived. We moved thirty minutes outside of the city, where it was an easy train ride. And instead of spending seventy-five percent of our money, we saved seventy-five percent of our money, which gave us which opened up all the doors for me to do what I'm doing today. So, yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on how you want to live your life and what you're willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you willing to give up,
0: Park? You're going to have to figure that out. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, bye. 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 Man, we got a lot of people on hold.
1: A lot of people want to quit.
0: Yeah, a <laughs> lot of people want to quit. Before we get to that, Manatuan, tell us your story. What's going on with you? I guess I'm a master quitter.
2: I, <laughs> I uh, I've uh, my, my story starts <laughs> from the kind of the, I started out, mo- you know, mostly, my career began, began as an entrepreneur. And then I just realized that, like you said earlier, I was, I was doing, trying to do too many things and I was mediocre. So I decided I need to master a skill. And so I went into the agency world to master a skill. And I did that for years and years and years until I realized, you know what? Um, screw this. I'm going to leave and start my own thing. And I did, I started my own business, built up a small mobile design business. Then I quit that to join a product company. And, um, after a while I realized, you know what? Um, I, I, it's really hard for me to have a boss and I really need to get back to, to doing my own thing. So I've quit that and starting out again on my own in my fourth,
0: fifth week of doing that. Nice. This, and it's very, it's very, still very fresh for you. Yes. So what, you know, yeah, let, let's go into your personal life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you've got a wife, she's got a job, she had benefits. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and you have experience running your own business. You've been in corporate suits, you've run your own business, you've been in startups. You've been doing all this stuff. So you, you go to her, you say, listen, honey, I got to quit this thing. And she says, why? Is it awful every day you go, you go in and, and you're berated by your boss? No, of course I'm not berated. And, what, do you hate what you're doing? No, I don't really hate what I'm doing. But how did you convince her to go along with it? I've met your wife. It was actually, lovely woman.
2: It was actually the other way. She was like, will you just quit already? I'm, you know, I'm tired of you coming home and talking about this. You know what you're doing,
0: just do it. Cause you, and so she has the confidence in you. I, I've got to tell you how important that is. And how tough it can be! I I have always had uh, tons and tons of support for these crazy, stupid things that I've tried to do. But if you have a spouse who's sitting there saying to you, "How could you be thinking about quitting at a time like this?" or what?" I mean, that it's it, you're almost not going to be able to do it. Right?
1: That's her. more common than sure. I think this is a great idea. Right.
0: I mean, <laughs> in a, in a perfect world, everyone has uh, someone like uh, like like you have. You
2: know, six years ago, my five or six five years ago, my wife gave me the same advice you gave the first caller. Do it for six months, and if you fail, go get a job. Yeah. How hard is it to get a job? And,
0: and, and it's kind of where it went. And your wife, she is, she's there saying, okay, great. But in her mind, she's obviously thinking, as you probably are too, at some point you want to have kids. So how do you create yeah. something that's stable enough? And this, again, we're back to the same issue again. We're back to the same issue mm-hmm. every single time that people say, well, I don't want to quit my job because it's secure. It's not secure, It's never going to be secure unless you're in a company where you're either high enough at the top of the food chain, high enough at the top of the food chain that you can make decisions and that you're in all of those meetings where you can see the financial forecast and you know if you're winning or losing customers or clients or you're involved in the day-to-day operation of the business because otherwise you're going to show up one day and the doors are going to be locked. Your computers aren't going to be there anymore and your boss isn't going to left a note on the door. It's happened to me. No more company to go work for anymore.
1: That's happened to you? Yeah. Oh, scary.
0: Yeah, it happened. This is a startup scene. This is the first bubble. This happened to everybody. And, you know, and that's, that's the thing is that unless you know, really know, and you're really involved in what's going on, like, forget it. You, you, can't, you, can't, do, you can't be involved in that. There is no security. There is no security. Your manager could walk out of a meeting one morning, and because there was some, the the, the CFO made some decision and made a phone call. Your manager now has to go and enact uh, a riff reduction in forces, and you're gone because you're you're the newest person, even though you're the best person, or you're the best paid employee. You know, or you're the person who's working on project Q, which is the new one, which just got canceled. I was a consultant at one point, and I don't know if I should say it was with
4: a technology
0: uh, company. Right. And I was, I was working in there, and uh, one day I was on contract, and they had just told me, you know, a week before, oh, yeah, wow, damn, you know, you're doing great work. We really like you. Manny really likes Manny was kind of like my tech boss. Manny really likes you. He has great things to say about you. You know, we think we want to convert your contract to full time. We think we want you to come full time. That sounds great, right? So I'm happy about this. I was making great money. Best money I had ever made up to that point. Then a week later, my boss, everyone but Manny, <laughs> was told their contracts were coming to an end. And uh, the the lady who was in charge of the whole thing was being transferred to Virginia. None of this was planned. Or it was ver- transferred to Virginia or quit or get fired, basically. You know, you think you have job security. That was the first lesson that I got it was like, wow, what am I going to do? And, 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 and like I showed up a week later and they said – and like the the manager was gone. Other people were gone. They had never told me to stop coming to work. But like nobody that I worked with was there anymore. So like I went to my cube and, you know, like email was still there and everything just worked. And I spent a day or two wondering what am I supposed to be doing in here? It's really weird. And finally I went and found somebody in a different department. And I'm like, what's going on? What am I supposed to be doing here? Like everyone's gone and they're like, Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. And like, they made some calls and came back and they said, yeah, um, well, your contract's going to be ending on Friday. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do till Friday? They're like, just do some work. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing. You're like, just pretend
1: nothing's happening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) sit in the cube and look for another contract. It was really, really weird. Now, this is back in the heyday. This is actually before the bubble or when the bubble, the first one in the late 90s, was really, really starting. Yeah. And like, I I knew Unix. I knew how to write code. And I could get up in front of a group of people and and talk and give a presentation. Like, I was the golden child. I could do anything. (laughs) I could get any job. And, uh, and I made a good living and it didn't even matter. Like they would just, Oh, well, you know, come do this. There was crazy money back then. Right. After that happened, it didn't matter what you knew. You couldn't get a job. That's, that was the worst. We
1: have, we have, uh, I think we have a couple questions. If not just one. Tell me when, tell me when you can do questions. Yeah, let's do one. Oh, there's one. Um, okay. he asked not to use his whole name. So I'm going to do initials. E H. Okay. Is this from the chat room? Yes. Um, He said he's afraid people from work might be listening. (laughs) No, 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 I guarantee you they are. Uh, Would it be a good enough reason to quit if the company you work for uh, seems to be going nowhere or the different departments aren't in sync toward one common goal? How about quitting if you don't see the job uh, to be contributing to your portfolio in the bigger scheme of things?
0: Okay, this is a great question. This is great. Well, it's three questions. Yeah, it's three
1: questions. You want to start with the first one. (laughs) Part A. Part A. If the company
0: you work for seems to be going nowhere, is it a good reason to quit?
1: And they aren't in sync towards a Okay,
0: so let, let's just let's just put this into, into con, Let's just put this right. into a context. Okay, right now, at least here, as we sit here in lovely Austin, Texas, the I, I'm going to look out there, and I'm going to say that today, if you're a software developer, if you're an IT person, if you're somebody who's the kind of person that would even listen to this show, you're going to be able to get a job here. It might, you might not get the hundred K job, but you're going to be able to get a job. It's going to have benefits. You're going to be doing all right. This is what I feel. I'm not talking about what the reports are on the thing, right? I'm saying that my gut feeling, I don't, I don't know developers or designers. I know a lot of developers and designers, Anthony, a lot. I don't know any of them that are looking for work right now. Me neither. If you want to have a job right now. You have and, a job. And, and you, know how to, you know how to do web development. You know how to write code. You know how to, you know, how to do these kinds of things. You've got a job. It might, is it the best job? Maybe not. Maybe not. But you'll have one.
1: I have a counter for you in a minute after you're finished talking about that. All
0: right. So the, so, so, you're going to be able to get a job. So what happens if, if you quit, E.H.? If you quit because the company is going nowhere, don't kid yourself and think you're going to find a company that's going somewhere because those are few and far between. You may find a company that looks like it's going somewhere and you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm being, you know what? I'm pessimistic. And how do you rate I'm whether it's going somewhere or not? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Oh, because they seem like they've got a cool product. Well, what happens if they don't get their second round?
1: Or what if you just like it?
0: Yeah. I you mean, I, so leaving because a company is not going somewhere, I would say that's not the best reason in the world these days. Uh, but yeah, it's certainly why I've left a bunch of jobs. So I wouldn't rule that out. Different departments aren't in sync toward one common goal. That's just called, that's just called enterprise business, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's called work. That's called yeah. every single company in the world with thing, more than will, 10 people in it.
1: Yeah. You're going to run into that all the time. Everywhere.
0: How about quitting if you don't see the job to be contributing to your, your portfolio in the bigger scheme of things? See, now here's where we get into what my granddad used to say. Mm-hmm. I used to tell him, I was a consultant. Like the, oh, and see, I said I was going to talk about this in the last know, show, so I'll talk yeah. about this for a minute. 47 minutes. <laughs> I started out and I had a couple traditional jobs. And then after I stopped uh, doing the, I, I started hearing about, like I was contacted by a recruiter. I'm like, what's a recruiter? And they'd say, well, what we are is we're a consulting company. Okay. We're a consulting company. You come and work for us and we place you full time as a consultant on a contract at a company. But their, their goal was not to place you there and have you be an employee of that company. You were an employee of the consulting company right. and you got paid. They're who, bringing you in. Yeah. Basically. And but you, you're but treated a, like an employee. You're treated <laughs> like an employee. You're treated like an employee in all the good and bad ways. Uh, but you actually make more than like everybody else because you're a consultant and the, you don't have the job security around being a consultant. But actually you have way more because when that contract is done at three months or six months or nine months or whatever regardless the contract is. Regardless of what happens. Regardless yeah. of what happens, like they'll place you somewhere else. And if you don't like where they're going to place you, you say no thanks and uh, you go work somewhere else. It's your choice. You could quit. You can always quit. So, you know, that, that's what I was doing. So I got to work at tons of different places and I got to do that on contracts that were three to six months in time and I got to do it without feeling like a jerk for having to quit. Just, oh, contract's up. And they'd say, damn, we really like it. We want to turn you into full-time. I was like, no, nah, I think I want to try something else. There was no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. It was great. Finally, I wound up staying at one, which is an aerospace, which, <laughs> but I had an awesome office. It made a lot of difference. But the thing is, EH... This is the issue. Quitting because the job doesn't seem to be contributing to your portfolio.
1: And you have to think about this in a different kinds of ways if you're talking about portfolio. Because if you think design portfolio... And you've been working and working and working for years and years and you don't want to put any of that in your portfolio? Yeah, you kind of have to worry about that.
0: Yeah. I think <laughs> – do you think he means that or do you – uh, or, port- or
1: just portfolio. Portfolio
0: of like the things that the I've things accomplished. The things that I've accomplished, right. And so we go back to what my granddad said. So I would explain to him about being a consultant and I would say, well, I work here for a while, work here for a while. I quit this one, I go to this one. And, and he worked at the same place for his, pretty much his whole career, you know, for 50 years. He was at one place. Okay, so this was back in the old days, you know. I remember him telling me about when, you know, when they got their first car because everyone was getting their first car. So he came from a different time. But he he never understood it. To him, he'd say, where's the security? I'm like, there is no security. These companies are going to go away anyway. But the issue is how important is that? Saying I did this and this and this versus... I was at a company for a while and I was loyal because I'm an employer now. Right. So if I'm hiring somebody, which is going to be more impressive to me? You worked on this project at this company for six months and this one for this company at six months and this one for this one, or, Oh, I was at this company for four years or for three years, which is going to be more impressive to me. The one where you say, look, you did three years and what did you do in those three years? Oh, wow. And what made you decide to leave after three years? Oh, that's interesting. Or, Why did you change jobs so much? Well, nowadays, people change jobs because they get bored. All the time, right. They get bored. What does that mean for me as an employer? That means this person's going to walk away. It means they're going to walk away in three months or six months or a year. Right. And how much money and time am I going to have to invest in that person? And what is my return going to be back Mm -hmm. from that person? What am I going to get back? So my job as an employer is to say, do I want the person who's comfortable and can sit still for four years, and who knows what they're going to accomplish? Maybe they're just riding. They're just along for the ride, right? <laughs> or do I want somebody who's moved and changed jobs? Okay, well, what's their reason for changing jobs? Oh, well, I got taken off the project I like, so I quit. Okay, so you, you, you don't have what it takes to stick, stick, stick with something, right? Or, oh, well, I, I, uh, I, I changed my job because I had a better offer. Okay, well, what's going to happen when you're working with me for three months and you got a better offer? So it's a tough question cuz you lose on both sides yeah. of it. What's your portfolio going to say? Is it going to be full of accomplishments? What are you going to put on your resume? You're screwed both ways.
1: Well, EH is saying that a lot of pro- of his projects are getting canceled, 80% are management decision to cancel projects. So he never really has a fin- has gets to finish things, meaning there's nothing concrete to show. Uh, That's and he, frustrating.
0: And you know what, what he's pointing out and what what I'm hearing from you Hattie, is is it seems like today it's um it, it, it's kind of tough because on the one hand, people associate successes with kind of small wins or projects. Oh, we launched this website. That's what I did. And we launched this other thing. That's what I did. We built this website. I did this logo. I wrote the code that's here on GitHub.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those things become what people do. And once they've accomplished, and I've heard people say this, well, I'm working on a project at this company, but I think after the project's done, I'm going to go look for another job. Because they're really there just for the... Con- and that's why freelance is king. Right. We had an article on The Frequency earlier. Was it this week or end of last uh, week? No, it was this
1: week. This, it was week. this week,
0: talking about how freelance is taking freelance over. Freelance is
1: taking over again. It's on the rise.
0: And there's certain kinds of jobs. Your job, for example, Hattie. I could never have a freelance person in here. You're involved in everything. You're doing everything.
1: Right. My, it can't be a temporary it person. Be.
0: It can't be. But because I'm
1: already so far in. you can't. I can't not be this far into the company. And then...
0: And I need then you to you have be to this start far over and I with need else. you to be at least this involved, if not more as you are every day for it to work. But if I just wanted to build an iOS app, right. I'm not going to hire a developer. Of course not. Well, why is that? Of course not. But then in some other scenarios, well, of course you have to hire the person. Right. So this is, this is tough. This is tough for you. It's is a good question. He, uh, he or she says, 80% are management decisions to cancel projects. So yeah. I never get to finish things. There's nothing concrete. Why, why are you looking at him smiling? What's going That's on? That's why I just read. Oh, you read that? <laughs> I don't hear you want to take another call? Yeah, I guess we have to. <laughs> you read that? You said the concrete thing yeah, too? Yeah, I read the See, whole I'm, thing. I'm getting upset. <laughs> 415. This is California, right? Yeah, it's San Francisco. San Francisco. Not a bad oh, town.
5: 415.
0: What's going on in, up there? Is it cold?
5: It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, um, I just made a pumpkin pie. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I, um, I, uh, wanted to comment about the whole, like this, you know, my personal experience, um, doing, you know, what you guys are talking about. I've been a freelancer for about four years and, um, you know, I'm totally on the same page as you. It's, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, it can be hard getting started definitely helpful to have some like cash on hand if you're, you know, not sure how things are going to go. But, how, much, um, ca- how
0: much cash do you need 415?
5: I mean, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to to say. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody and it's different for what you're looking for. You know, like you, you're talking about, um, you know, if you, if you really need to hustle, you know, you don't really have much choice. Um, but you, you know, I, 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 that's such a I don't know. That's a vague question, hard to answer. But I don't know if you have like ten or twenty grand. I mean, that should be, you know, that's a good place to start. But I don't think you need that much. But you know, you can have some more. Um,
0: so what's your what's your so, question? Four one five. What do you want to know?
5: Well, okay. Well, I wanted to just kind of chime in, say that that's that's how I felt about all this. Um, and my question is, however, so I, I think you know I'm 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 generally good with one of that. Um, but I have somebody in my life and they, on the other hand, I feel like they've been sticking at the same job for a long time and I, you know, they're doing okay. Um, you know, I guess you could quote unquote say that, um, they have some amount of job security, but as you said, you know, what does that mean? But, um, you know, like, what do you think I should say to this person to really like maybe try exploring their options a little more? not just not just from, you know, work standpoint, also just kind of like a happiness standpoint and really maybe doing better in their their life, you know?
0: So you're saying you, you've got a friend and your yeah. friend may, you're, you're trying to encourage your friend to maybe get out of a rut of some kind that they're in. You feel Definitely. they're in a rut and they don't see it.
5: Right. I mean, they kind of see it, but they don't necessarily like... They don't, they, they don't really see any other options. That's a thing, you know? Like, they recognize that maybe this isn't their favorite thing to do. But they'd rather do this than <laughs> not think at all, you know? Um,
0: all right. Let me think about this. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right. So I, th- I think what he's asking is he feels like his friend is too happy, too complacent. Well... I don't know if he should say anything, because that's the friend's choice, right?
1: I know, but sometimes, you know, you, you feel...
0: Why would you try and get your friend to quit something?
1: You may feel that they have a, a,
0: a higher potential. Do you want to see them succeed? Right. You feel like they should go out there and make a change?
1: I have friends like that.
0: You say, go in and uh, attain your full potential. Where they're just Maximize content, your potential. kind of sitting there. But what if that's their personality?
1: I mean, that's fine, but... Right. Like you said, it's their, it's their
0: life. I don't, you know what? Four and five, I don't think you need to do anything. I think you say to your friend, here's what you do. And go to your friend. Here's what you say. I'll tell you exactly what to say because I know how to deal with this kind of person. I know this person, especially this type of person. You say, listen, and take some notes while I'm saying this. Four and five. You go to this person and you say, listen, I feel like you have greater potential than what you're exercising right now. I feel like you can be more and experience more. But I know that that's not for everybody. Have you ever considered making a change? If not, why not? Have you ever thought that you might be missing out on some big success and some fun and some change? And you know what? Whatever they say, leave them alone. If they say, oh, maybe I'll think about it. Just leave them alone. They're not you. They're not you. All right. We got more calls. 26 minutes. These poor people are on these
1: are committed listeners.
0: Where is uh seven where is seven six oh? That's is that me? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I'm
6: going through a Google talk thing. Uh, so uh, I'm actually up in Boston. Back Boston, Back Bay, Back Bay. I'm Back Bay is who I am. Wicked. My uh, I say that every day to my girlfriend, she still doesn't appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I bought a nice leather uh, um, jacket in Back Bay in uh, in nineteen ninety
6: eight. Oh good. Good, good. Uh, so so the question I have, um, you know, I was uh, I was a corporate stooge for a while okay. and I did the startup thing doing uh software development. And I've just switched to trying to start my own product and I've done the whole, you know, I make sure I have my insurance and my runway and all that stuff. Um but the weird thing I'm running into is that, you know, now I'm in this situation where I'm not socializing with, you know, these people who are working on my projects. Um every day and you know I, it's hard to find people to balance ideas off of and just kind of you know not go crazy every day sitting in your computer and typing uh python code oh.
0: do you want to know how not oh, to go cre- and you're so you're saying these people in here the people you're hanging out with they're not you're not friends with them and they're well, just, just, they're, just that- they're content to stare at their screens and write their code and get out of there at the end of the day and you're walking around like dude how come i'm the only guy in here that gets it right
6: no, no, what I'm saying is that now I'm, I am doing my own thing and I'm the only guy doing that. And I, you know, I don't have anyone to bounce my ideas
0: off of. Oh, okay. Now and now. Like how,
6: did, how did you handle that when you were freelance?
0: <sighs> well, that's a tough one.
1: I would say just, you know, any kind of, they don't really even have to be technologically Thoughtful people, just how's anyone he get in touch.
0: He's alone in his. He's alone in his little closet. I know, but he has friends. I know. I can hear.
1: I can hear it in your voice. Do you you've know got got friends?
0: how small <laughs> these apartments are in Boston, especially Back Bay. He's in this one room, and I guarantee he doesn't go out all day. He doesn't take a shower anymore. He's wearing right now. He's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt and a sweatshirt over it, and he's, he's got two pairs of socks on because he's freezing his ass off. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, this is getting eerie right now. Okay. I mean, my fear is that I'll turn I'm, into a uh, Buffalo Bill here. I'm too, well you're almost there. I'll tell you why I know this is because that was me for a long time. And it's it's you know and like if somebody had told me at that time when I was like that, "Oh, that's unhealthy. You need to get out." I'd be like I'm fine. I'm fine right here. Well, the the fact is that's the part that really sucks. I mean, you might I'm I'm going to assume you're having some degree of success in what you're doing. Is that safe assumption? Because you you mentioned, you mentioned product and you said launch, and you, you know all those things. So you've, got, <laughs> you've built something, and you've got it out there, maybe, right? and you're starting to get some traction, you're starting to make something happen. Is that what I'm hearing?: A little
6: earlier than that.
0: Okay, so you're pre-launch stage, but here's, here's what you, you've got to remember. This is something I used to say to myself all the time, and I, I think it's a, it's a bad quote that I remembered wrong, uh, but I, it's the, you know, and you've said this again, I'm a broken record. Fine. The only way out is through. You got to know this isn't going to be forever. This is right now. This is what you got to do right now. And you got to focus on. You know, you got to be thinking about your master plan, right? You got to be thinking about what the things are. Long-term plans. You got to make a list of the things that you want to accomplish, and you got to check them off one by one by one until you're there. You don't want to be sitting in your sweatpants in your back bay apartment in the closet forever. So, what do you have to do to get out of there? What is it that you want? You miss the camaraderie, you know? Well, great. Get be successful enough that you can hire people. To enter to you know to to engage with and to you know create an entertaining place to work. But in the meantime, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you're in Boston. You're in a major city. Can't, you can't go to lunch with somebody once uh, once every couple of days. You can't. There's no uh, you know. God, I hope you're not doing Python. There's no Rails meetups in town. <laughs> Don't tell me you did this in Python. Oh, it's
6: all, it's all Python all the time. All right, like like a human being. Django,
1: we, we
0: have to go. Django. So listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> You've got to get out there and you've got to be social. You've got to come up with a reason. Listen, I knew a dude in New York. He was a writer in New York City. I knew, given, this is New York, fine. It's a weird place up there. But every morning, this guy would get up and he would take a shower. And you know what he put on to sit in front of his typewriter or whatever he used and work? I mean, he was weird like that. He would type on a typewriter. He would put on a suit and tie every morning by himself in his apartment. He'd get dressed. And I'll tell you what. That works. It does work. It really does. It does work. It's the most stupid thing in the world. You're like, well, who am I getting dressed for? I'm just going to have a pizza delivered at 2 p.m. when I finally remember I haven't eaten anything. Well, first of all, gluten, don't eat it. Second of all, you are going to have to get into a routine that works for you, and you're going to have to stick to it. Because when you know that you have to get dressed and go somewhere and go to work, you get into a routine, you feel productive. When you sit down at your desk, you feel productive. You're like, okay, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere that matters, and it isn't just me. And how sad is it that you're going to shave and shower in the morning just for yourself? Well, it's not sad. It changes your state of mind. It changes your frame. It reframes the whole thing. And you know what? Then when somebody does call and say, uh, you know, hey, Boston, you want to go out to lunch? You're not going to think this, hmm. Do I haven't leave? showered in three days and i have to, I'd have I'm to in shave. a good rut,
1: you know, it's yeah, a good rut. I mean,
0: I'm working on the coat. <laughs> if you're already dressed and ready to go, you think all I got to do is put my shoes on. Sure. I'll meet you out there in 20 minutes.
1: It keeps you in that open move, constantly moving and mindset. I don't know.
0: What are you, what are you doing Anthony, yeah. these days? What are you doing? What am I doing in terms of routine? Yeah. Well, How do you stay saying? Because like you're dressed like a regular person, yes. you made it out of the house today. <laughs> Just
2: like you said, I mean, I use similar tactics. Like I try to put on uncomfortable shoes, and when <laughs> when work when work hours over, I take off the shoes and then I relax.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Um, you know, and that's wh- a great idea. Mm-hmm. And before you know, you know, when I had my own agency, I kind of got into this rut. I was working from home. I was alone all the time. I'd had really bad habits. Sometimes I wouldn't eat lunch. Sometimes I would never leave the house. And and sometimes these things lead people to leave their own. Ventures to go take a corporate stooge job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this time around, I'm I'm learning from that. Like I'm making it a point to go out to lunch with people because you know what? There's always going to be work tomorrow.
1: You're making it, the separation yeah. between work and being at yeah. home right. and really, from working
2: even at home. in your own home. Right. It matters. It doesn't matter how much you work today. There's there's the same amount of work to do tomorrow. Always. Right. right. You know.
0: All right. So listen. Does that help you at all in Boston? Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. I don't know if we helped him at all. <laughs> you know, Moises is going to commit sepuku if I don't call him.
3: <laughs> we'll get him on
0: here. I don't even know what He wants. he, he quit Apple. I guess right, he, wants he wants to talk to about. Right, he wants
1: to talk about, that. about. He has a lot, a lot of good stuff to say.
0: Hello. Wait, you listening to the live stream? Hey, yeah, I just shut it off. He's finally on the show. <laughs> finally
4: on the Hi, show. Moises. You're finally says,
0: finally hello, <laughs>
7: Yeah, Dan, you, you paint me as the angriest man you alive. You are. You're, you're furious. <laughs> it's st- you're you think I'm like the Incredible Hulk. I'm angry all the time.
0: What's a smash? You say hi to Anthony. <laughs> he's, he's right here. Anthony, Antoine, man. How are you? Pretty good, man. Thank, nice to meet you. How's,
7: how's that studio? Like, I'm, I'm banned. Yeah, he, I'm not he's never in. seen it. He's never seen it. <laughs> he never, never will.
3: It's pretty nice. nice.
7: I, I, there, there's a bobblehead I gave Dan that's in there, but I'm, I'm oh, never going to That's movie. not even it's in this in, room. Yeah.
0: Even something you We get, have
7: two rooms, moist. It's
0: quarantined. Yeah. It's quarantined. Quarantine. So, uh what's your story? You work the le, le, let's, first let's pimp your stuff cuz otherwise you can, I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> Moises does nine or 10 other shows here. He does <laughs> an amazing show called Screen Time. How would you describe Screen Time? Uh Screen Time
7: is about screen-based media. We talk to people that create it, consume it, criticize it from all different sides of the spectrum yeah. so that we can That's look really at good. where it is and where it's going.
0: All right, and another brand new show, which, by the way, is still sitting at, like, number one. Number one, one and or number two. Number one. Woo! Yeah, good work. Uh, giant Size is the name yeah. of this, and what do you do in that one? So, Giant Size, we talk to
7: comics creators each week. We're also talking to Austin Books and Comics, best comic book store in the world. Oh, no doubt.
1: Seriously. So Love those guys.
7: And uh, we can connect the creators with the uh, the audience that they're trying to reach, and also continually emphasize how important it is to support your local shop and how that experience won't exist if you don't
0: and you talk to you talk to all kinds of famous folks on there
1: the most famous
7: a few a few we opened the show with stan lee no big thing that's not a big deal we
0: will get stan lee calls up
1: (laughs) i know
7: i'm sure Uh, i know you you, you want me to you want me to 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 plug a few upcoming guests yes bernie reitzen len ween neil adams neil adams uh, Frank Cho, Howard Chaykin, few others, some other names people might have heard of. When, can, when, are gonna get, when are you going to get? When you going to get Jim Lee? Uh, Jim Lee, I'm uh, I'm working on. Tumblebrake. Right, uh, and and th- this is going to be the 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 biggest tumble brag
0: I ever do. I'm waiting for Jeff Johns to email me back and pay attention <laughs> to what I sent. Him. <laughs> nice. All right. So hey, listen, you haven't always been uh, doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. When I met you, can I say any of this? You can. You can, you can I say you can, where you were? You can say where I was. Are you sure? Uh, let's I'm just a, let's just how yeah, about this? A how about this?
1: Big company. Before
0: we already said he was at Apple, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but I'm talking about more recently than that. Well, Apple's big enough; it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. But he, before he yeah, everybody, was, at, everybody's a cog in a machine. There, yeah. So, but but more recently, let's just say here is Moisés was at a company, and check this out. He was working at a company. It's an Aust, well-known Austin institution. Do you know what? I'm 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 going gonna, gonna to name it. I'm going to talk oh, about it.
1: Okay. Oh. No yeah. Okay. I thought I thought that might be it.
0: Okay. There's no NDA. Can I say it? You can say it. Alamo Draft House. Yep. And what I were you doing? What were you doing over there? You were a junior assistant <laughs> stooge <laughs> to the marketing <laughs> <laughs> To the <laughs> assistant to the assistant
7: regional managers.
0: Okay. So you worked over there and you were you were doing like marketing was, stuff, you were organizing it, making the events happen. You were getting the I cool stuff. I was setting
7: up sponsorship across all their various various different businesses whether it was their film festival, Fantastic Fest, whether it was their shows, their signature shows that they just do in the theater, their rolling road show where they do outdoor movie screenings. They do a bunch of different stuff, and I was handling sponsorship for all of them, and as a result, handling a lot of marketing guidance for those types of events. And you brought in, in some of, big
0: money for these kids.
7: I, I would, um, not to put an exact number on it, because that's probably... Uh, just not kosher even though there was no no confidentiality agreement hundreds of thousands of dollars
0: okay so you you're a big you're a big big money man over there i, I was i okay. was so you and do so you do you do the you do this thing you're doing a great job file stretching it. we don't want to get into the de- too many details here because mm-hmm. there are innocent people involved <laughs> collateral damage so some, what some ha- so a, here's the- what happens it's it is 2 weeks before thanksgiving Two weeks before Christmas. Two weeks before. Okay, I'm sorry. Two weeks before Christmas. I get. I get a phone call from you, and you're you're literally you're in tears. And yep. you said, Dan, you're the only person I know in this town who would understand my plight. And uh, I had to pick you up. You were drunk in a bar. <laughs> <and> <laughs> drag all, you this, back.
7: This part is all inaccurate. Well, you from, were, the, from the
0: tears on straight fan fiction he was drunk in a bowling alley I'm sorry <laughs> okay, okay. and uh the gutter. throw him in the car <laughs> you know get him some coffee and finally it turns out they canned you two weeks before Christmas
7: two weeks before Christmas with no uh performance review no write ups in the nine months that my supervisor at the time had been my supervisor he met with me a total of once and checked in with me via email under a dozen times. About just about anything. Now, when I when I came to the company, I was super excited about the money that was going to be involved. I was excited about the amount of autonomy that was going to be involved. I was excited about being a part of a brand that I had respected and loved for many years at that point. And at first, it seemed like things were going to be pretty cool. I was leaving a job with Apple To go to, to run to what I thought was going to be a much, much better option. I'd worked things out with the CEO. He'd said, I wanted you, I want you to handle this and this and this and this. And going back to quit episode one, the legendary quit episode one, I had a similar experience to what you ran into where I found myself sitting there going, uh oh. When various people who had been there for many years, their entitlement complexes started to creep in with the, so what are you being hired to do? Oh, really? Huh? Well, that's something that I've kind of always done. Okay. uh, uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll talk to you later. Or uh, so, so what are you doing? Oh, okay. And as the days went on after my official hiring date, people still didn't even know that I worked there. I was like, hey, where's that Where's that email that's going to go out telling everybody, you know, what I do for the company now? Never got sent. Hmm. And... The screwed. Money so you were screwed. Long story I was short. short. I was screwed, a Long story short, long story short, within a few months starting there, I thought to myself, well, I need to find what I'm going to do after this because this is not going to last forever. And I fooled myself into thinking for a longer and longer period of time that things were going to turn around, things were going to work it was very much like working for a startup that was still kind of getting its bearings, but the company had been around for 15 years and it was, it was unsettling. And the, the, to, to back up in time briefly, I was working an IT job in Tallahassee, Florida, a place that Merlin and I both know well and hate. Uh, well, uh, well, maybe we just, uh, maybe we just don't get along. Maybe we don't hate Tallahassee. We just don't love it. And, I needed to get myself and my then fiance now wife, out of there. Needed to get, get us to a city where there was a future, a magical place, an oasis in the middle of Texas, a place called Austin. And Apple was hiring up for the iPhone launch. And so I said, hey, great, cool. I'm pretty sure that the company is big enough at this point that this is just going to be the thing that gets me out there, and then I will find what I want to do in the entertainment industry and start creating the creative content that I want. And this, that, and the other, controlling my brand, building myself into what I feel like I can be, that was five years ago. And I worked for Apple until the mid-fall of 2010 when I left them for the draft house. And I saw jumping to the draft house as this big opportunity to really up my game and do the kind of stuff that I'd always wanted to do. And it was at a time in that company's history where not only did the people who had been there for a while had this entitlement complex about what they were owed, what they were deserved, But there were people coming in as the company was expanding as a franchise. There was a lot of expansion, a lot of change going on. And I anticipated that.
0: So listen, I'm looking at this chat room while you're talking about this. And a lot of people are saying that's my exact situation Mm -hmm. now. Or, you know, saying I I have a job like that. No one knows what I do. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got you wound up in a situation first at Apple and then later at the Alamo where you, you, you basically neither of these things fit for you. And then, and now, can I get into your personal life? You can dig into whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm not talking about the fish tanks either. <laughs> no, that's okay. He's in the tanks. It's really weird. Fish. He's got like, yeah. every time I, I talk to him, I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm at the, the aquarium place getting water. It's weird. <laughs> like, come on. And
1: little fake treasure
0: chests. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, listen. <laughs> Moises is the kind of guy, you know, he, he, want, he wants to be moving. He's, he, likes, he likes the Gary Vaynerchuk style hustle. He's, he likes the hustle. He's a good salesman.
1: Like the hustle.
0: Yeah. And he, go, he goes out and he finds stuff. He finds stuff to do. And, and meanwhile, his wife's there saying, honey, come on. I want you to get a regular, where's your regular paycheck? And he's like, what do you mean a regular paycheck? Look, I just, I just got paid for this big thing. I'm working on the next big thing. It might take a it's, month. It's, but
7: a, it's a hard thing
0: to explain. There's going to be a payout at the end of it. But honey, look, this kind of work, you don't get a regular paycheck. Maybe, maybe next Some month
1: might be better than other. Yeah,
0: but it evens out. And yeah. you know what? Overall, you got to look at the bottom line. How much did I make in the year? Not how much did I make this this week or this month or whatever? How do you explain that to her? How do you how do you get her to, to not just to understand it, but to buy in? Now, look, look at Anthony sitting here. saying He's got his wife <laughs> is saying, hey, honey, I know you can do it. I, I know it might be weird, but. You know, try it. And then, and then, uh, and this is not a bad Moises thing, I'm just saying. on the other end of the, Moises spectrum. Is on the other side. Yeah. And to, and to be honest, I think Moises, his experience, there's nothing wrong with his wife. She's not saying anything that's irrational. She's coming from the traditional standpoint of, look, you're my husband, like make, make a regular income. I, you know, and, and I think what he's experiencing is what most people, regardless of whether they're men or women, what most people are going to experience from their spouse, from their spouse because yeah. their yeah. spouse is concerned. And rightfully oh, yeah. so if they did, no, if your wife had met you and you were already doing this kind of thing and she said, oh honey, what do you do? And you well, essentially, you know, like you're like, I, I'm going to use this awful term consultant, right? Well, you're a consultant, <laughs> you know, and you're, and, and, and so how does that work? Well, look, you know, this is how it works. And she walked into it with that. Well, then she's either going to take it or leave it. That's her choice. But what's really going on is things have changed for her changed, and she's trying yeah. to, to adjust to this kind of a change. She's trying to adapt to this kind of a change. Right. And, and it didn't happen as a result of you sitting down with her saying, honey, I think I'm ready to make like like Anthony did. He said, honey, I kind think I'm ready to make a change. Yeah. And his wife says, you know what? I, I, I agree with this change. Let's give this thing a try. I know you've done it before. Your wife is, is used to you being being essentially like, you know, like a working like salary man, Right. And uh, yeah, I would I would say so. The, the How the, do you handle that? Because and then after that, I gotta let you go.
7: Yeah, just a quick bit of additional context in the in the few months leading up to when they let me go, I was making preparations and figuring out a game plan for how I could jump ship because it got just toxic, and I you know I felt like I was off in my own little bubble, and so I'd done a fair amount of groundwork laying. I'd had the conversation with my wife of I think I need to drop this, and her immediate thing was well, you know I believe in you and I support you, and but I just I don't know how to wrap my head around this thing. Um, this is something that I. I'm not used to. Now the the thing that's made it easier over the last year where I said well instead of going and finding a new salary job I'm going to I'm going to make my way with this uh, you're right it's a it's a dirty word that I don't like this this consultant thing and it's going to be like this and there will be a big check and there'll be nothing and then there'll be another big check and there'll be a few smaller checks and whatever and it's it's been tough and the thing that has helped a lot is her mom works in real estate and real estate is a business that works very much the same way where there'll just be nothing and nothing and nothing and then something big and then something big. And it's something that we've had to work through quite a bit of just getting accustomed to it. There have been times when I could have been a lot less lazy than I was. And sometimes I I didn't realize I was being as lazy as I was because I was used to there being this machine around me that was doing a lot of this stuff for me that, was moving a lot of things along, and I was really a, a self-propelled machine on this stuff. And the biggest thing over this last year now that I've been doing this, that I've, that I've come up with, is as much as I'm working for myself, I kind of want to quit this job. Yeah. And I'm quitting this job on your show right now. Hey, I'm done. Done. I'm done. Seriously. Bye, Moises. ABC always be closing, ABQ always be quitting. Yeah, I like and that. And I'm, I'm, I'm done I'm done doing this consultancy stuff where I'm doing effectively the same. This is this is hyperbole, but whatever. This slave labor for other people's interests right. that is getting me a check, but not getting me anything beyond that, not getting me any additional security, any additional um, self worth. And I, you, you tweeted of a, 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 maybe a week or so ago something like, you know, wh- what was it like a while back when? When people would say, yeah, I make my living blogging and relating that to what it's like to say, oh, I'm a podcaster for a living. And this, these shows that I do for five by five, this is what I want to do. I want to be creating this content, putting this stuff out there that I don't think is being done in the same way as well. And, and that's what I'm focusing on now.
0: Well, congratulations. Good for you. I'm done. It's I'm great. done. Good. So if you want to talk to Moises, you can do this on uh, Twitter. How do how do you find this guy? I can't even spell it. M- it's it's at it. it's at Moises Chu. Okay,
7: M O I S E S C H I U.
1: It's the IU that throws me off. That's the
7: thing: is my first name is Spanish, my last name is half Cantonese,
0: half Spanish. All right, I'll put this in the show notes because no one can spell yeah. this. But uh, <laughs> and, uh, so listen, if, so if you want to get tough. if you want to get more Moises, and you should. You got screen time, you get giant size, and I should mention you co-host the Critical Path now yeah. with, uh, with, Horace. with with Horace, and once in a while. Uh, you, uh, you 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 fill in for me when I can't record because you have such a lovely uh, the dulcet tones look at you of, uh, look at you of, uh, with your dulcet tones Chuyan, Moises Chuyon what did
1: I say the other day I made a joke I said, about
0: Moises Chew.
1: I don't know I made something it was
0: really funny I remember it I can't remember it alright so listen Moises thank you for uh, yeah thank you for calling in and uh, good thank luck you. we'll have you back on eventually take care of yourself sounds good bye take care See, finally now he's gonna relax. He can finally sleep nights. <laughs> All right, look, I think we got We got. We don't have time for this.
1: You want to just discuss a little bit more? Have no, because there, no, because there's somebody who's been on
0: hold for <gasps> oh, for an hour.
1: We got dedicated fans, man.
0: What is eight six two? What is this area code?
1: I, I need. You know what? You know what? No, they're gone. Oh.
0: They said in the chat room they're gonna go walk their dog. Oh.
6: Eight
0: six two held for an hour and they're now they're gone. Wow. It's probably good that they're gone. I didn't even get to any of these voicemails. Northern
1: New Jersey. No, wait, that's oh, nine. Anyway. That's nine matter. seven three. Hold on. <laughs> All
0: right, so no more calls. Stop calling.
1: <laughs> Please keep calling, but not during this not show during this anymore. Show.
0: Yeah. And you notice I only gave the number in the beginning because I knew we were going to get. I knew it. Knew we were going to get in trouble there. There's a lot, a lot of voicemails. We're not going to be able to get to these.
1: We could do some voicemails right now, just a couple. Okay. We're not calling these people back, are we? No. Isn't it not,
4: it's isn't loud it, out there. What are they doing out there? They're
1: having a party.
4: Hi, Dan. My name's Jason Becker. I'm a huge fan of 5 by 5 and I'm loving the new show. I like this guy. I'm calling because one month ago, I quit. I had a great job. I was valued. I was making good money. The work was impactful. But I realized something. I'd been there for two years, and I suddenly realized that if I didn't make a big change, in five years, I would be in exactly the same position I was in today. Sometimes that's exactly what you want in a job. But I'm 25, and my career is just getting started, and it just wasn't right. So I quit. I got another job. It's great. It's more focused. I do something closer to what I want to do long term. And I have a lot more opportunities for professional development and travel and a ton of interaction with folks in my field all across the country. All things I didn't have before. So that's my story. I wanted to share it because sometimes the right thing to do is to quit, even if you have a great job.
0: It's a great Aww, point. So this great. is a great, he's, uh, he's
1: a great
6: speaker,
0: Jason.
1: That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because so here's a
0: success story. Right. I'm going gonna, gonna to take full credit for this. I know it happened a few <laughs> years ago, but I feel like he, I inspired him to right. quit. And, and here's the thing he, he's young, and I got to point this out. He says he's 25. When did, he, when did he say he did this thing? A month ago. Okay, a month ago. So he's 25 years old. Don't pay any attention to this. I,
1: I know. You Don't told me never to do this. Don't pay any attention you to this. Told Don't me even to not You shouldn't even be here.
0: <laughs> I'm even not be going here.
1: anywhere. I'm right here.
0: You heard her say it. But listen, he's 25. This is the time where if you're unhappy... Now, you're you're not 25, Anthony. No, I wish. Yeah, you're not, and it shows. I'm not even 25. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. When you're 25, it's easy to to, to quit something and it's, make a it's change. It's not as detrimental. So if, listen, if you're listening to this show and you don't have kids and you don't have a mortgage I would say, and you're thinking... oh. Should I clean my thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, make Try now. This is don't, the time to try things. To I know, I know.
1: I'm not speaking for myself. I'm saying, you're young. Try things. It's okay to, you know what? If I'm going to, I think I'm just going to sit here for two years, try this out. And then if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Because I have this other thing that I'm thinking about doing. I, or, I
2: think life is so short. Right. You know, I mean, we spend most of our time working. It should be something that we love doing. It's got to be something we love going to work, doing every day and continue to learn and things and, tech industry, for example, change on a quarter by quarter basis, you That's know, true. you know, um, you got to move around and, you know, it took me 15 years and I don't even know if I've mastered it yet, but I'm getting better at learning. Like, is this a good situation or not? And identifying it and moving on if it isn't.
0: Yeah.
4: We're
2: it's the there. only way
0: to learn. So uh, let me, let me tell you something scary. The last true job that I had.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I was, uh, gosh, I, don't, I mean, people are going to figure it out. You know what? I'll let them figure it out. I'm not yeah, going to say Just let them figure it out. I'm not going to say I was at a Rails hosting company. Figure it out, okay? If you want to know so bad, figure it out. (laughs) I'm sure you can Google it or something. (laughs) And I I was the, uh, essentially, I was a CTO. And I, but I did, I did everything from, you know, from, I guess what you would say, like IT manager all the way up to CTO stuff. right? And uh, there's no bad feelings about this. It's a great company. Uh, But it it was, you know, you get to a point in a job Especially when you're at a higher level position where it's not like, oh, I hope I'm not going to get fired up. Where you know if something's not working anymore. Right. My boss knew it and I knew it.
1: You you get the lightning bolt of fear.
0: My boss. Well, I wasn't afraid. Oh. That was beyond fear, see? I was beyond fear. (laughs) Beyond fear. And I knew it wasn't working. I was unhappy. They were unhappy. Everyone was unhappy. So we had the talk. This isn't, you know, maybe whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I had no job at that point. And I started working with a buddy of mine, uh, Jeffrey Grosenbach, who does peepcode.com. And I did some screencasts there. That was, that was fine money. It was fun to make those projects, uh, you know, make the screencasts and stuff like that. But that's when I knew I wanted to start 5 by 5 But let me just paint the picture of the situation, okay? This is four years ago. The economy was awful four years ago. Awful. I had, a, you know, I had a, a two-year-old kid. I was the sole breadwinner, still am, but was then. Supporting that, mortgage, car payments, kid, you name it. And that's when I started this. And that's crazy.
2: It is crazy. It's
0: stupid. But the thing was, I knew by then that the only way I could never be in that crap-ass situation again of maybe something not working. Or maybe me getting fired. Or maybe me having to quit. And this is what I'm going to leave you guys with. Was to, to do it myself. Now I'm not saying that's right for everybody. It's not right for everybody. But for, th- for, this, for this guy who's talking about quitting when he's 25. I was not 25 three years ago. But I did what I had to do. So don't quit for the sake of quitting. Don't quit because you had a bad day because you can always try first to, and this is this is what i'm going to talk about next week is how do you not quit a job see how do you not quit?
1: or how do you know when to quit and when to try and fix it and put work into yeah. you know what i can make this work
0: because there's a lot of times when you can for me i was i was pretty much already out the door at that place i knew it they knew it so i didn't have a choice but i made a, i made a decision to try this out oh and one more thing i want to add back to that uh, back to that previous caller who was who uh, the guy in San Francisco. How much money should you have? I'll, I'll give you some advice about that. It, you need to have three months' salary in the bank before you quit anything. And you need to have that anyway in case you get fired because guess what? You're going to get fired right. sooner or later. Everyone's going to get fired eventually. Three months minimum. I'm not comfortable with three months in the bank. I want, I want 10 years in the bank. I want to know I don't have to work again for a year. I'm not saying I have this. I'm saying I want to know that I don't have to work again. That's my comfort level. I have a year that if I stopped working today and zero money came in today and people are saying, how are you ever going to do that? I don't know. I'm saying that's the only thing that would make me feel comfortable if I was working for somebody else. I think three months is reasonable. Would you do it with less than three months? Hell no. I mean, I think –
2: you know, you're only going to be as successful or have many options as what you have saved up.
0: Yeah. Three months extent. is not a lot of time. Mm-mm. If you want to try something and it's going to fail and you know that that's savings, you're cleaning out your savings account, God, that's scary. All right, so next week I'm going to talk about when not to quit. I'm going to talk about also people, have, a lot of people have asked how, how you do that. How, they say, okay, great, you say you're going to bank this much money over the next two month or two or three or whatever. How do you do that? Well, I can explain it. So uh, why don't you tell us what you're doing, Anthony? Tell us where you are, how people can find you, yeah. get in touch with you. You're starting your new thing. Talk about that. What yeah. is that? Uh,
2: I've started a new mobile experience design company. I work with early stage startups or existing uh, enterprises, and I do a wide range of mobile design um, services across all platforms. I'm based here in Austin. There a website they can go to for you? Uh, com. I haven't decided a name for my business yet, so if anyone <laughs> has any ideas, please Let me know. (laughs) Um, I can be found on Twitter at Mantuan,
0: M-A-N-T-W-A-N. I'll put M A N T W A N. We I'll know that, we know
1: you as Mantuan.
0: Yeah, we call you Mantuan.
1: Like we're like, when's Mantuan going to be here?
0: Yeah, is that <laughs> that's weird? your name? That's
2: your name, dude. You know what's uh, that's weird Sam's is, fault? By the uh, way, I just I just hired a new apprentice uh-huh. uh, who is an old friend of mine uh, known for 15, 16 years, maybe longer. And he's the one that gave me that nickname <laughs> when I was in junior, higher, high school.
1: Oh, so it's a it's a it's a long time yeah. name. Wow. Well, that's so cool
0: alright so I have this in the show notes the show notes are at 5by5.tv slash quit slash two should be easy enough to remember um, if you want to you can uh, leave me a voicemail and we'll try and play it on the show we'll try and get better about playing those earlier it's you know it's important but uh, you can leave that voicemail the number to dial i put this in the show notes is 512-222-8141 call me up I listen to all of them I'll try my best to get them all on the air. Number again, 512-222-8141. That's a voicemail. And uh tell the live number next week when you want to call in. 5 x 5 tv slash quit. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Hope this helps somebody. Never maybe, know.
1: Maybe some people are quitting right
0: now. Maybe they just quit. Well, says quit. He quit his own non-job. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week.